0: If you'd like to get started, um, if, if you just want to like talk about yourself, you know, like introduce yourself and your title and all that good stuff.
1: Okay, awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited about putting a spotlight on our program and everything. Um, my name is Misty Gardner. I am a native of Calhoun County. I have a son. I am married. I love sports, especially Braves Baseball. Watching my son play baseball, animals, and et cetera. I attended JSU, which is just right up the road, and I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology. And a lot of people are like, why psychology and sociology? Because you have to deal with people Mm -hmm. and everything. So, and I love people and I like to talk. I like to have a lot of interactions with people. So I do talk a lot. Um, I did want to. attend law school but I changed my major after I had my car wreck my freshman year at JSU in which um, I broke my hip in three places and I could not walk for six months Um, I was in a hospital um, for about a week and um, it was extremely bad and so I went to see Dr. Andrews and he couldn't repair the hip because he said it would paralyze me so I was just like well we'll just do what we need to do and persevere and go back to school. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I did. So I went back to school three weeks later after finals and um, my mom carried me to class. She carried my books. So I still have a key to the stone center elevator, which I'm going <laughs> to turn that in. But um, so it was, it was, you know, a lot of perseverance and saying, Hey, I'm, I got to finish and everything. And so in 2000, I decided and take on, a retail management position. I had no clue what I was doing. So I got stuck in retail management for 14 years and that's what I did. Why? going to school full-time working on my degree so and it was extremely hard to get out of retail because they throw money at you to make you stay and everything and this really had nothing to do with my degree and then finally I graduated so in fall of 2014 I decided I needed a change so that's when um, I wanted to come closer to home to get me off the road because I was driving a lot and everything yeah. and I took a job working at an extremely high-paced plastic surgeon's office here in Aniston, and I did that for four years. I loved it. I loved the patients. I love the people, but that's just not what I went to school for. I really got burned out and everything. So, um, when this job came open in fall of 2018, I took it and, um, I haven't looked back ever since. So, um, th- this particular position was something that I had been praying for, for a very, very long time. Cause I needed to use my degree cause I was getting, you know, I'm 40. 41, this would be 42. So I was just like, you know, I need to do something more meaningful in my life. And um, so I took the position here with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And um, I was finally using my degree. And um, in 2021, I was given the new role of program manager, which basically is doing everything I was doing, but doing more elements, more reporting, and more audits and analyzing and things of that nature. I know that's a lot. <laughs>
0: No, it's great. I know any any kind of background on you. We'd love to hear it just to try to get to know you a little bit more. Because I, I mean, we have team members that haven't met you, Misty. So now's a good chance. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. Um, So I know you and I talked previously. Unfortunately, this is pre pandemic about trying to find um, like a little, you know, like a big brothers and sisters. So I wanted to volunteer. And unfortunately, with the pandemic, I just felt for their safety and mine, it might not be the best idea. But um, I do have some friends. I actually just found out one of my friends, uh, Nick Brown. He uh, he got married with his little brother. and I saw that. I got really excited. So I've been thinking about it again.
1: Good, good, good. Because we always need good people who want to volunteer or make a difference in a child's life. And during last year, when the pandemic hit, of course, school got shut down in March. And I was thinking, how are we going to run our program? Because, you know, we still have to account for reporting and make sure we still stay funded. So we um, I got with all of my high school kids who had littles. And I was like, look, try and call them at least once a week just to check on them because they need those interactions they are missing those social skills. So we came up with virtual ideas and then Big Brothers Big Sisters of America came up with a as an app which really is a bookmark you um save on your phone and um, that was a way to communicate with basically like text messaging and it's live data Aww. so um, i can see if they use it i can see what they say to the parent the child or the volunteer and i can communicate with them through that and then if anything's ever discussed inappropriately it gets flagged for me to investigate it so that was another way of um of us but trying to stay connected to all of our littles and our bigs because um because it's extremely hard Hard because a lot of times the parents, their phones get disconnected and you can't reach them and you don't know if the child's okay. So I made a lot of house calls last year, just you know, going knocking on doors. Some of the houses I didn't find because or they didn't live there anymore. So um, but luckily when school started back up, you know, back during last fall, it was easier for me to check on the kids mm-hmm. and everything. And I was extremely grateful that they were actually okay, you know, especially those that I couldn't reach. It is because, you know, safety is the priority when it comes to all the kids in the program, and we want to make sure they're okay because if they're stuck at home six- 10 hours a day while their parents are at work, they could do get in all kind of trouble, you know? So um, we just, you know, want to make sure they're okay. And that was me making sure they're okay from, you know, a mama standpoint. Cause I, I worry about all my kids cause they're really good kids and they just need an extra little push, some extra guidance and everything.
0: Right. Well, that's really cool that they came up with that. I mean, sounds like it was fairly quickly. I know I've heard a lot about the kids, like you said, the social skills have unfortunately been suffering because of the pandemic and, even you and I talking through Zoom right now isn't the same as like having a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. In a room, which when we envisioned the podcast was initially the idea, you know, we have a a nice microphone I've rarely ever got to use because we got it. And then I started the podcast from home interviewing folks
1: (laughs) zoom is is sometimes is not my friend (laughs) and we even tried to do zoom in some of the schools where i would go in the elementary schools if they weren't allowing high school kids to come down and we would connect with the high school kids through zoom Mm -hmm. and that was a little challenging last year especially with third and fourth graders because one they didn't know what zoom was they didn't know they had an email they didn't know how to log on and then the internet And the Internet connection in some of the schools is not that great. Right. So it was just in and out. And then the kids won't talk to the volunteers. They just look at them like, hey, what's up? And that's it. You know, so it was it was extremely difficult to try and do something virtual last year. But we have that option again this year if we need to. But right now we're going to be able to get back into the schools. And I'm looking at starting that sometime after Labor Day. That's
0: not too far away. Oh, no. Just a few weeks. I say not to date the episode of this podcast, but it's, it's towards the end of August right now. So (laughs) for whoever's listening, whenever you're listening to it. Yeah.
1: Two weeks, you know, and then (laughs) just hopefully you will have plenty of volunteers who are ready and ready to go and I'm I'm working on four new schools right now for the program too okay. so that's been that's been a challenge because some of the schools are like yeah I'm not sure but right. then the other, like, they're open-armed and everything and they understand the importance of the program so we're taking it day by day and we'll figure it out as we go I mean that's pretty much what we have to do because every day can change and everything depending on the needs and what needs to be done and everything
0: you're covered the whole northeastern state right so that's that's a lot of ground to cover <laughs> it is um i primarily
1: stay here in um calhoun county even though we do serve kids in five counties which includes talladega dekalb cherokee etowah and um calhoun my primarily schools are like anywhere from piedmont all the way down to
0: oxford mm-hmm.
1: so um and anything in between so it's it's a lot of going but you got to do it because you got to you know invest in those kids and get got to make sure they're okay and getting them what they need and everything
0: so tell me about a typical day for you are you you go to the office what's the first thing you're trying to get wrapped up
1: yeah um, it changes depending on on the day and what um, needs to be done but typical would be um, from interviewing volunteers parents children phone calls, emails, um, going to the schools, talking to the educators about our program. I do a lot of spreadsheets, even though me and Excel, we don't get along, but I'm able to manage it where I can understand it. Um, we do a lot of different types of reporting for all of our funders and um, our donors. That's extremely important because they want to see where their money's going, how many oh. children you're serving, how many kids do you have matched and things of that nature. Um, when I'm in the schools, um, which I have the children, you know, enrolled in 14 right now. So um, we have a dedicated time that I actually get to go to the schools and oversee the site um, kids in their high school bigs. So typically we work on homework, we play games, we do a lot of arts and crafts. Um, this year we're going to do some sort of STEM activities. Um, we do a lot of hands-on stuff and talk about safety. And then um, with our community volunteers – that see our littles outside of school I always call them email them sometimes I text them just to check to see how they're doing with their child and everything and just making sure that everything's going as needed and just making sure the child is safe at all times mm-hmm. and everything so every every day is a day it's um it's great I never get bored I always have something to do Um, if I'm caught up I typically work on a lot of training and um it's extremely important to know about the training and so you can actually delegate that out to your volunteers and I take a lot of the volunteer training and the parent training so I can see what they see in case if they have any questions and everything and I take a lot of youth protection training because that's extremely important because youth protection is all safety regarding the child and everything so it's pretty busy for the most part.
0: Oh, goodness. I was about to say, I think I can hear the kids in the background too. It sounds like they're having a good time. Yeah, that's some of the daycare kids <laughs> from the daycare that come over and they, the teachers will yell at them probably in a minute because they're banging on the piano. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you knew that I was interested in volunteering with the kids. As far as other maybe community people that might want to consider pairing up with a little, you know, what would you? recommend maybe they know or what's some things that's important for them to be aware of yeah
1: um basically if you have any questions call your local office because um you can google it because internet's google is a friend with everybody Um, and we'll answer whatever questions and we can kind of go over the different options for programs that we have. And then um, also just consider helping the children because the children are our future. They need people who want to invest in their um, future and someone that they can look up to, they can help them talk with and um, push them to achieve their dreams and someone that they can trust and rely on. Because a lot of our kids in our program come from single family homes, whether the dad's missing or they live with the grandparents, or they may live with an aunt. Some of them live with family, you know, because both of the parents, they're not in their life. So they need somebody that they can rely on, someone that they can actually trust in everything. Um, It's extremely important because the kids need somebody that they can look up to and trust in everything.
0: I think I heard it's even just having one adult in their lives that, pushes them and supports them makes all the difference one
1: one person can make a difference to help them achieve their potential and everything and um, we have a few matches right now that are going on one of them's going on I think they've been together almost 10 years or right at 10 years oh, wow um, and, um, they started off when the the little was in elementary school and um, now she is a junior in high school and the volunteer has, has stayed with her. Um, I've got um, a volunteer right now who's got three kids and um, two, him and two of them have been matched for over two years and everything. So the longer, you're, uh, the longer you're with the child, the better off that they're gonna be. You can teach them different things and some of them, you know, when they've been together so long, they help with college applications and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Which is extremely important because sometimes your schools don't give you a lot of information regarding that and their processes. And if you have a really dedicated volunteer that wants you to achieve, wants your child to achieve their potential and go to school and fulfill their dreams, they're going to find those opportunities for their child and everything.
0: I was going to say, as somebody that's had to fill out the FAFSA for the first time to do grad school stuff—that was, uh, yes. that was an experience. Especially when I was at
1: JSU twenty-something years ago, trying to go through all that, and I'm after all my scholarships and stuff ran out, I'm like, well, what do I do? You know? And then they're like, hey, fill out this form, and then you're stuck, you know. 15 years later, still paying back forty, fifty thousand dollars you know, in student loans and everything. So yeah, it's, um, it's extremely important that you have somebody that can help educate you on where to find the money and everything for school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So I know you said there's never a dull moment, what's your favorite thing about working at big brothers and sisters?
1: Mm, my favorite thing. Um, probably seeing the faces of a lot of our kids and knowing that I'm helping to make a difference in their life. Um, a lot of times I see a lot of them outside of the school, whether if I'm at the mall or if I'm at Sam's or the ball field and they just come run right up to me and they give me a hug, you know, awesome. so um, that's ex- actually heartwarming. I'm going to cry. <laughs> you know, I know I'm like, <laughs> That they actually look at you different and everything, and they're like, "Hey, thanks for helping me," you know. And then when I meet their parents, their parents are like, "Thank you so much. I can see a difference in their life and everything." So that's really probably the best thing and getting the joy from that. And being a mom, I I, I can understand and see it because me, I'm, I'm extremely hands-on, and I know a lot of our kids don't have that, and just um, just babying them, I guess you could say. Yeah. And um, just saying, hey, you got this. And just giving them some positive feedback. And, you know, don't talk negative about them. Just build them up because, you know, they're liking that. They're liking social skills. They're liking social acceptance. And they just need to see a smiling face and everything. You just got to be happy and, and just, you know, pass that on to them. And then when you do, and then they get excited. I mean, all the kids, you got to build your relationships with your kids and everything. And I think I've done that a good bit with all of our kids and especially our volunteers. Sometimes I harass them, you know, just, to, um, be like, Hey, how's things going? Cause you have sometimes, you know, that they're, I know they're all busy with work or school or athletics and, but, I need to know they're okay too. I care for them, you know, because I'm investing time in them, and they're investing time back into our program. So um, a lot of times, you know, I'll harass them by email or I'll phone call them or a text message, and then they'll be like, "Hey, I'm good," or they'll send me something on Facebook, you know, and everything. But it's just, you know, taking the time out to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm doing a good deed." and everything. So that's probably my favorite part is just seeing their faces light up. And probably another thing would be when we have our Christmas party at the end of the year. We have a, a local company who buys Christmas gifts for all of our kids in our program. And then we have a big party and we have a Santa and we just all fellowship and mingle amongst each other. And that's been really good because that I know one year we when we did the gifts, some of those gifts that were they were getting that was the only gift those kids got that year and everything. So just knowing that we were able to, you know, make them smile and give them something and everything in return.
0: Oh man. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's only 1045 and I'm already sad. But it's a good sad. It's let's go to lunch. <laughs> yes. I need to yeah, fill the void with some food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I love to hear that. I mean, so for like bigger events and things, do you also need volunteers for the party or is that just when it kind of comes together And the... We can always use volunteers. Um, when we had our
1: Christmas party last year, we had a sorority at JSU who actually helped us with that. Um, they helped check temperatures because we were still in COVID and we had about, I think, 80 or 85 folks show up for the party. That's parents, volunteers, and the littles, and of course, you know, a few staff members. So they came and they helped us because they needed volunteer hours. And then they checked people in, they just mingled, you know, they helped with um, serving food if needed and everything. And then um, we do various fundraisers throughout the year where we can always use extra help. We just finished um, the Golf for Kids' Sake at Silver Lakes two weeks ago, and that was phenomenal. We had over, I think, 100 golfers that came out for that. And um, so we we had a really, really good turnout. And then in um, September, we helped with Sunny King Classic. We sit on a hole all weekend. We hole watch, basically. Oh, the hole yeah. that we sit on is, is the prize hole. And we have to have at least... Two people I know, but three to four on the hole at all times is really good because mm-hmm. you have to have witnesses in case that one of the golfers get a hole on one and everything. So we just yeah. sit out here at the country club under a tent and just hang out all day. You know, of course, we have to be quiet when the golfers tee off, but and then we interact with them and tell them thank you for supporting, you know, the local charities and things because we do get some funding from that because that is, you know, a non for a fundraiser for all the kids for local charities and things of that nature. And then we do a bowl, which we always could use help, so we can always use help for any and everything basically. So it's just trying to network and everything, and then I have several other volunteers who actually are matched at JSU, or they're in different stu- like student governments, different clubs, oh, yeah. and things of that nature. So they're they're trying to help too, you know, to help recruit as well because you know we always need volunteers, and um, try to help do different things. So we're I'm trying to work that angle at the moment too. So but
0: more the merrier. Uh, I'm yeah, not. Gonna, I can I'm I can help, help, help with JSU. JSU. anything. Right. I can help you out with just about anything. You just let us know, you know, you know, the yeah. chamber will get you the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey, post this for me, please. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, all right, Misty, thank you for talking to me this morning. Oh, it's actually me having to hear the kids running around in the background. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> no, oh, it no, it's okay. good. We, I'm in this morning. Oh, my gosh. But Hopefully, it's once question. everything settles down and grad school is done, we can talk yeah. about kids. But for the moment. You know, I, I understand. I had a volunteer. He volunteered with us for about two years
1: and he was working on his PhD and he, he um, and he had to basically quit volunteering because it was so overwhelming because he works. He was a dean at, of um, something at JSU. So he was so extremely busy. He's like, I don't have time to do anything. And I hated it. Right. And his child were great, but um, he wasn't able to do it anymore. And I totally understand because I would love to volunteer to a child but um I can't do it I don't have time to do it between you know with my son playing baseball and we're playing travel baseball this fall so oh yeah you're all weekend starting this weekend I'm going to be gone you know so it's it's extremely busy and then during the week we have practice and then we have schedule, you know homework and yeah school and it's just I gotta find time for my
0: husband, you know. I know, right? I feel so that it's, it's feel that. hard.
1: So, but you know, maybe, maybe one day, you know. But right, I right now, I just enjoy what I'm doing with the kids because I still get to see them, and I still kind of mentor them, you know. Because sometimes they'll come to me, tell me about whatever, and I'm just like, "Why'd you do that?" You know, and make them think why, and then just try to give them some make sure advice and everything. So that's always good.
0: So, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's your email or your office number? Yeah, my um, office number here is
1: 256 241 3525. Email is M I S T Y at B B B S N E A L dot org. And all that information, I think, may still be on the chamber website
0: too. Well, all right. Yes, thank you, Misty, again for joining me. I oh, had a great time talking to you. <laughs> always, always. I'm sure I'll see you again soon. Yes, I'm sure. All right. If you guys have any questions, like I said, I'll have her contact information in the description. But thank you as well for listening to us today. I hope you guys all have a great week. And Misty again, thank you for speaking to me. All right. Thank you. I'll have a good day.
1: Bye.